0: I'm either going to calculate or I'm going to trust, and that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show, we have part one of Charles Stanley out of a two-part message, and he's talking to us about trusting God for the seemingly impossible things. And I have to say something, like something he said in the, actually the quote that I used at the beginning, I'm either going to calculate or I'm going to trust. We all, I mean, everybody I know at least seems to find themselves calculating, trying to figure out how things are going to work, trying to make everything happen, trying to work it out in our own mind. And that is our own calculation. And that is leaning on, on our own understanding and not fully trusting in God. And I have to say that I'm going through the middle of a move, like we are moving a couple of hours away from where we are now, and it has totally been God. Every step of the way has been Jesus. And it is challenging to not try to figure everything out way ahead of time, but to go one step after the next, one step at a time. I'm going to trust God and all of his resources, and not my own. It's a great adventure with Jesus. He is so loving and so awesome and so kind, and he is not gonna lead us down a path that he's not gonna provide, that he's not gonna do something. like That's just the way it is. He is always with us. Here's Dr. Stanley.
1: One of the unique things about the Bible is the fact that so many of these wonderful principles of scripture that are so practical for us every day, they're couched in events. In events in the life of Jesus, in events, for example, in the life of the Apostle Paul and others, not only that, but oftentimes it's just what Jesus was saying or what the Apostle Paul or James or Peter was saying. And one of those events that is known probably by most people who've ever read the Bible Is the event that I want us to look at today, and the title of this message is When Things Seem Impossible. All of us at some point in our life have had our backs to the wall, and we think, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know which way to turn. What shall I do? We've had our backs to the wall, and everything looked rather impossible. So I want you to see today nothing is impossible with God. So I want you to turn, if you will, to John chapter 6. In fact, in this 6th chapter of John, it's the story, the account of the feeding of the 5,000. Somebody says, oh, I know that story. Well, but do you know the truth of this story? Do you know the principles here? Do you know what God is trying to say to us in this passage? Because God has some wonderful lessons in this 6th chapter of John and beginning in verse 1. And what I want you to remember is this that this is the only miracle that Jesus performed that's recorded in all Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this is the only one. So there must have been some reason the Holy Spirit inspired all of them to include that in the Gospels. So beginning in verse 1. After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias, which is named after Caesar. A large crowd followed Him because they saw the signs which He was performing on those who were sick. He'd been healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. He was trying to get away to get a little rest at this particular time. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near, and so that meant there are lots more people floating around and walking around than normal. Therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, "'Where are we to buy bread so that we may eat?' This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. So that was not a command, that was just a request. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, for everyone to receive a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are these for so many people? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in numbers about 5,000. Jesus then took the loaves, and having given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated. Likewise, also of the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up, filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves, which he were were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, this is truly the prophet which is come into the world. Now, two things I want to remind, remind you of. Number one, Jesus' primary purpose for performing miracles was not just to heal people or to help them feel better. His primary purpose was just what happened here. He says, therefore, when the people saw the sign, all of his miracles were signs of his true identity, that is, that Jesus Christ was and is the Messiah. A second thing I want you to remember about this passage is this, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record this particular event. Not any one of them say the very same thing. Each one of them has a contribution that they make. Somebody says, well, aha, then the Bible's not inspired. Yes, it is. If all of them had been exactly the same, we'd have figured somebody copied somebody. But each one of them as the Holy Spirit led them, brought to mind those things that they remembered and that they saw happen. So I will say some things that probably are not here. For example, the Bible says that it was a very desolate place and it was very late in the evening when this happened. So if I say something, else, so I don't see that in the passage. It's either in here or it's in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. So with that in mind, let's think about this whole idea there are times in all of our lives when we hit those situations where we don't know what to do. It looks impossible for us to be able to get through this without a great deal of pain or hurt. It looks impossible for us to get through this without some real financial problems developing. It looks impossible for us to be healed after what the doctor said. So there are all kinds of situations we come into. The first thing I want you to notice here is this, and that is that Jesus is aware of those circumstances in which we feel it is a seemingly impossible situation. You notice I didn't say an impossible situation, but seemingly impossible. It appears to be impossible. It looks like it's impossible. What I want you to remember is this, and that is that Jesus knows every single difficulty of our life. He knows every heartache. He knows when our back gets to the wall. He knows when things appear to us to be impossible. He's not unaware of anything because He knows all things past, present, and future. He doesn't ask questions for information. He asks questions in order to get us to look at ourselves or the circumstance of the situation and come up with what we think is the solution so He can get us to the right solution to every single circumstance of life. And so he's not asking for information. Uh, He's not uh, concerned about what he's going to do. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And so these men had their focus on the wrong thing, on what they had, what was available, and the big crowd and the size and everything looked impossible. Send them away. We can't do anything about it. And the reason he asked Philip was because Philip was from Bethsaida, which was the closest place, yet they went in a very desolate area out there somewhere around the sea, and they had no bread, and he was not about to send them away. Now, one thing you'll notice in the gospel is how often the Bible speaks of compassion. The Bible says that Jesus felt compassion. He was moved with compassion. He was filled with compassion. Jesus was a loving and is a loving person, which says when he sees you in the circumstance that you're facing, his reaction is to love you. And sometimes we won't let him love us. We are so full of complaining and moaning and groaning about our circumstance and our situation. We are so wrapped up in what we see, what we feel, how inadequate we are. We can't even experience the love of God. And so what appears to be impossible, of course, is not impossible. And that's exactly what Matthew says. He says, Jesus said on one occasion, he said, these things, these things are impossible to men, but nothing is impossible to God. And oftentimes we wonder why things don't happen right. We wonder why, why we can't figure it out. God doesn't want us figuring it out. He wants us to rely upon Him, to trust in Him, and as He says, to call upon Him. And so now they're saying, We don't know what to do. Send them away. And He says, No, I'm not going to send them away. I'm going to feed them. How much money do we have? go buy something, let's feed them. And so absolutely, totally, they don't have any idea what to do. But the Bible says that Jesus knows what he's going to do, which leads me to the second point, and that's this. Not only is he aware of our circumstance, but listen, he always has a plan for our seemingly impossible circumstances. That is, Jesus is never caught off guard. That is, he always knows what he's going to do, and he knows how he's going to do it, and he knows how, where, when, and he knows exactly the resources that are necessary. No matter what you're facing in life, he knows exactly what to do. Usually what we do when our back's to the wall, it looks like it's impossible, we start calculating. Well, if it's a situation that's financial, we start thinking, okay, how much money do I have now? And how much can I get? And what am I going to do? Or if it's some situation, we start calculating. Now, if I do this, he'll do that. And if, I, if he does that, then here's what I'll do. Or we can go through all kinds of manipulations and maneuvering and calculating. Listen, calculating in an impossible situation, seemingly impossible, what that's doing is it's deciding I'm looking at my resources and my strength and my ability. Calculation is not God's way. I'm either going to calculate or I'm going to trust. If I calculate, well, I'm looking at my resources, my strength, and my abilities. If I trust now i 'm looking at his resources, his strength, and his ability, so that 's a whole different story because the situation now has a possibility of changing because I am now trusting in, relying upon, looking to the inexhaustible resources of Almighty God, his awesome power, uh, his strength, uh, his energy and I, uh, and his love and his abilities and capacity and his love and his devotion, and his promises to Walk me through this.
0: That was Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Charles Stanley when things seem impossible. You can find out more information about him at his website, which is in touch.org. Hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.